0: Made on Zencaster. Hey there, I'm Krista Hernandez, 30-something bookish nerd living with my husband, our fur babies, and lupus. It took over 20 years, but I found my path to managing and healing chronic illness. Now, I'm here to help you find yours. Hey there, everybody. Glad you made it back for episode three of She Lived. This is part two of my chronic illness story. So if you haven't listened to part one, Stop this episode and go back and listen to part one first, or you're going to be lost because I'm diving in right where I left off. I was 22 and fresh out of college when I hit that life reset button. For about the next seven years, keep that number handy, I lived pretty normally. I worked a few different jobs and met the love of my life, which was not in my plans and scared me almost as much as that incident at Urgent Care. In early 2012, we had a courthouse wedding. Just a few weeks later, my husband Pete went to Air Force basic training, and we eventually got stationed in California. During those years, I didn't think about how my old physical therapist raised their eyebrows at my flexibility, nor did I think about the time I passed out from holding my arm flat up against the wall. And I refused to wonder why trying veganism gave me diarrhea for nine months. I could push all that down and ignore the other weird things that cropped up in my body once in a while. But that changed when Pete got shipped to South Korea for a year and I moved back to Jersey to save money. While he was a world away, once again, I realized something was very wrong with me. The anxiety hit first. All of a sudden, I couldn't handle anything. I had to quit two jobs in quick succession because I was a wreck trying to balance work and life. I had a panic attack at a wake in front of my entire estranged family. At one point, I was curled up in a ball, crying in my parents' bedroom for no reason. And as the anxiety crept higher and higher, I got thinner and thinner. Well, let me tell you, that old saying that you can't be too rich or too thin is bullshit. I certainly didn't become Maris Crane, but I got too thin for me. And at night in particular, I was so cold, I couldn't sleep. I don't mean chilly, I mean like James Brolin in the Amityville horror cold. I was living in my parents' basement, long story as to how that happened, and I would go to sleep fully clothed, wearing a super warm robe. I'd have at least two blankets plus the space heater on full blast, but my teeth would be chattering. On top of that, I was having trouble exercising. I had to quit a kickboxing class because my muscles would just give out on me sometimes, and hitting those pads was really painful. I had no idea what was wrong with me, and anxiety made work impossible, so I had a lot of time on my hands. I started reading books by authors like Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay, and their ideas on the mind-body connection, how our thoughts shape our realities, really changed my outlook. I also discovered one of the saving graces of my life, EFT tapping, which I'll be doing episodes on in the future. I even went to energy classes with other women at a local wellness center. While it was a really rough time, I don't regret a second I spent living in that basement. With my new tools, I worked through a lot of emotional baggage that was definitely contributing to my physical issues. But it wasn't enough. Once Pete returned to the States, we went to Biloxi, Mississippi, and symptoms followed. The anxiety was still there, but... I was like the frog in the pot, building a tolerance and accepting it, not realizing how much I was sacrificing to keep myself sane. And I was still struggling with my weight, only now I was steadily putting it on and constantly craving different things, sugar, salts, carbs, chocolate. But I was functioning well enough and stress was lower since I didn't have any pressure to work. We were only in Biloxi for five months, so there was no point in trying to find a job which is difficult for a military spouse even when you're staying somewhere for a while. Then Pete got orders to our new duty station, Joint Base Lackland, San Antonio. We somehow survived the stress of buying a house from three states away, loaded our furballs into the car, and settled into life in Texas. I think of these years as the dark days, and not because, in my opinion, Texas is a hellscape. Within a couple of months, my health took a sharp turn. After I quit another job after just two weeks, even my zen-like husband started to get concerned. Pete told me not to worry about it. We were doing fine. I didn't have to work. When he said this, part of me was beyond relieved. Just thinking about working made my gut clench and blow up. But another part of me felt like I was 13 again. Totally humiliated that I couldn't do a basic thing that all my peers did. More, I felt like I was letting Pete down, that I wasn't pulling my weight in our marriage. And due to my baggage from the previous disaster, I also hated the idea of being financially dependent on a man, even if he was a good man. I couldn't reconcile it all, and I tried to channel it into doing more stuff around the house. But little by little, symptoms crept in and started chipping away there too. Pretty soon, I barely had the energy to vacuum. I couldn't think straight, couldn't sleep, and I was alone quite a bit because Pete had long training stints across the country. Finally, right around my 30th birthday, I found Dr. Gonzalez. Within five minutes of talking with her, she smiled, scribbled a quick note on my chart, and said, you have Hashimoto's disease. We'll get deeper into Hashimoto's, or autoimmune hypothyroidism, in the future. For now, let's just say my thyroid was fucked. An ultrasound showed the damage my own immune system had done to it, and blood work confirmed the diagnosis. Not the birthday present I'd imagined, but I was actually thrilled. I had an answer. What I thought was the answer after so many years, and there were actually things I could do about it. I overhauled my diet again, this time cutting out gluten as per Dr. Gonzalez's instructions. She also put me on thyroid medication, which she promised would totally take care of my symptoms. Easy peasy. Three months later, I was gainfully employed, training for a triathlon, and volunteering on base. Ha, ha. Once again, I kid. I was chained to the couch, constantly nauseous, and got sweaty just walking from one room to another. Dizziness and heart palpitations became the norm, along with headaches and soul-crushing depression. I had no motivation or energy to do anything. And my diet was shrinking as my stomach revolted against more and more foods. Then there was the fact that the ass-backward state of Texas itself was trying to kill me, though ironically not through gunfire. Turns out, San Antonio is one of the worst cities in the country for allergies. Then there were the fire ants, the biggest assholes of the insect world. I found out pretty quickly that I was highly allergic to those little bastards, which are everywhere down there. Those bites would become welts the size of quarters, and the intense itching lasted for weeks. Then the mosquito bites got just as bad. I came close to pulling a Phoebe buffet and duct taping oven mitts around my hands. Before I knew it, I was a walking, talking allergy with so much pressure in my head that I couldn't hear properly for months. This all went on for about two years, as I amassed quite the collection of doctors. I had my GP, an endocrinologist, a gastroenterologist, an allergist, yet another rheumatologist, and a cardiologist. Six doctors in over a 100 years of training and experience among them. I thought they would come together like the Avengers and work as a team to fix me up. Alas, they all had egos bigger than Tony Stark, but none of his know-how or charm. And it turns out super soldier serum doesn't exist. As my symptoms snowballed, Each doctor prescribed more medications. The endocrinologist would shake his head and say my thyroid panel was in, quote, normal range. I swear, I think every doctor must have that phrase tattooed on them somewhere. The allergist just kept increasing the dosage of pills and sprays, and the rheumatologist couldn't find anything wrong with me. As part of his evaluation, that jackass actually asked me with a straight face, Have you ever worn sunblock? I just stared at him for a few seconds thinking, dude, do you fucking see me? Dracula's got more color than I do. My very last appointment with an MD specialist was the cardiologist. This guy was like a cross between Dr. Cox from Scrubs and the jerk doctor at the hospital on Parks and Rec. He came into the exam room, took a quick look at my intake forms, and declared that he was changing all of my medications. I was like, hang on a second there, buddy. I've got a lot of stuff going on here. I started explaining about the Hashimoto's and all the symptoms, but he waved me off and said, I don't need to hear about all that metabolic stuff. I'm just here for your heart. That was the last straw. I ran out of there, got in my car, and had a meltdown right in front of the building. I couldn't live like this anymore. Like a shadow of a person just surviving from day to day. Sitting there on the street, I realized that going to these doctors was not working. They were going to kill me. I knew something had to change and fast. Okay, this brings us to Chris's PSA corner. The first of what I'm sure will be many warnings for you based on my stupidity and total lack of common sense. So, I subscribe to the Ron Swanson school of thought, which says never half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. Why am I telling you this? Because when I got home from that fateful cardiologist appointment, I popped open all my medications and poured them in the garbage. Don't ever, ever do that. I repeat, do not discontinue prescription medication without consulting at least a semi-competent doctor. I'm so lucky that I suffered no ill effects from abruptly stopping all those meds because it was dangerous and reckless. But we do crazy things when we're desperate, don't we? By that point, I felt like they were all just bottles full of poison, and I refused to put any more of it in my body. With that act, I washed my hands of Western medicine. On a whim, I googled acupuncture near me and scored a phone consultation for the following day. I spoke with the head of the clinic, Steve Truman, for 30 minutes, and he believed he could help me. So I made an appointment for a full intake. And that was one of my top five best days. Steve had the patience and compassion of a saint. For 90 minutes, he reviewed my entire life. Physical symptoms, emotional traumas, circumstances around my birth, epigenetic factors, antibiotic usage, things I never knew could be relevant to my current health he talked about the mind-body connection, the impact of stress on the body, and what he determined was my most pressing issue, hormone imbalance. Steve then told me all kinds of things I never knew about my period, which was really weird since I had that plumbing and he didn't. And then he explained how he would use acupuncture and Chinese herbs to balance my hormones and generally bring my systems back into alignment. This man was like no medical professional I'd ever met, even Dr. Derek. And I figured I had nothing to lose. So before I left, I bought a package of 10 sessions. That way, I was locked in to nearly three months of treatment, so that if things got worse before they got better, I'd force myself to see it through. I didn't have to worry about that, though. Aside from a period of adrenal fatigue, which was entirely my fault, I improved tremendously under Steve's care. And I really enjoyed the relaxation of acupuncture and the energy flow that accompanied the sessions, but I was still missing the biggest piece of the puzzle. I found it, believe it or not, thanks to Groupon. For my 34th birthday, I wanted to treat myself to a massage. Since I'm a frugal kind of girl, I browsed Groupon and found a deal for lymphatic drainage massage. I'd never heard of this. So I did some research. It seemed great, more of a medical massage designed to relieve swelling within the lymph nodes. I got to the clinic and was very surprised that my massage therapist was actually a doctor, but not an MD. Sarah Foster was an ND, a naturopathic doctor, something I didn't even know existed. She got me on the table and started the massage, asking me questions about my health history while she methodically worked. The questions got more specific as she read my body like a map, and it weirded me out when the woman seemed like a mind reader at one point i couldn't hold back and said how could you possibly know that i was once told i had fifths disease till then i hadn't even remembered the school nurse saying that in fifth grade when i got a sun rash and had to wear long sleeves for little league as dr foster finished up the massage she got more technical about how all these issues i had were connected that they all had one cause. I'm very sorry to tell you this, she said gently, but there's no doubt in my mind you have lupus. I don't have to tell all of you what a scary word lupus is, or more formally, systemic lupus erythematosus, SLE for short. I couldn't hold back the tears, and Dr. Foster didn't mind. In fact, she did something no doctor had ever done. She hugged me and she said we would get me healed together. Between Dr. Foster and Steve, two of my greatest angels, I had never felt so supported. The initial fear about lupus passed quickly, and for the first time in my life, I had unwavering faith that I would get fully well and stay that way. And Dr. Foster was even kinder than I initially thought. She knew I had lupus from the moment I walked into her office which she eased me in. The giveaway was something I had dismissed as just a quirk of my body, a byproduct of Irish skin. It was the butterfly-shaped rash on my face that I now know is a classic indicator of lupus. My health history, which included the hallmark seven-year cycles of illness, supported it further. And not that long ago, the official lupus ANA blood test came back positive. This might sound strange, but... Being diagnosed with lupus was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. I'd been suffering and struggling to various degrees for over 20 years, so I already knew something was wrong, but now I truly knew what. I finally had all the information I needed to create an effective treatment plan, which I did with Dr. Foster. Through a whole slew of tools, including different kinds of testing, homeopathic medicine, herbs, supplements, and more mind-body practices, Dr. Foster helped me reclaim my life. When we left Texas for Maryland, I'll never forget being in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee, feeling like I was on top of Mount Everest. I had never felt so good. I even had more energy than Pete who was tired each day after six hours of driving with a clingy feline on his lap and a nervous gold retriever in the backseat. Granted, I had it easier in my car because praise all the gods everywhere, Natty the Maniac slept all the way across the country. I've been free of pharmaceuticals for almost four years now. Though I have to modify things here and there, I eat like a normal human. I'm still under Dr. Foster's care, though virtually now, and we're still experimenting here and there. I recently got my medical cannabis card and stay tuned for a fun episode on that. Speaking of no common sense, we're also still working on hormone balance, which is probably the toughest nut to crack, especially at my age, but life is good. Pete and I have fallen in love with Maryland and we're ready to put down roots. Our fur are happy and healthy and I'm running my own business, doing the work I was always meant to do and thriving in a body that I finally know how to love and support. This is normally the part of the movie where somebody says, it doesn't get any better than this, but it will for me and for you, if you're willing to take a leap. In episode four, which is already on the feed, I'll talk more about what that leap entails and the decision will be yours. In the meantime, if you'd like to see photos that accompany my chronic illness story, check those out on my website, kristahernandez.com. I'm on Pinterest and Instagram at Krista H. Des, and you can email me at Krista at KristaHernandez.com. Thanks for joining me here on Lived. See you next time.